You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. This is the business of cannabis. Welcome to the business of cannabis. Dave Sky here with uh, Matt Cook, as always, as we take another deep dive into uh, this most fascinating of industries, the uh, changing industry, the cannabis revolution that we're all involved in. Uh, an industry, it strikes me, that was um, born seemingly overnight, it seems, uh, and on the other hand, feels like it's been around for a long time as it moves from state to state, often at a snail's pace, and then suddenly lightning fast. Um, a uniqueness also, I think, that comes from its origins, this banned plant, villainized, criminalized, now legalized, uh, but not everywhere. So there's hypocrisy, there's overregulation, there's underregulation, all of which is shaping this business of cannabis. Um, fancy words are being bandied about, like brand, um, that we didn't hear many some years ago, as well-dressed Wall Street lawyers are, 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 are entering, and accountants, and we cover that, all, that, all that in this show, and I think we're, we're going to uh, delve into an aspect of this revolution as it moves to a new phase. Um, we're going to be talking to um, Emery Morrison. Uh, who is um, with Camp Nova. Uh, they um, have provided a platform for celebrity brands. Uh, so obviously the first question I ask is, uh, who qualifies as a celebrity? <laughs> um, but it's interesting, uh, I'm fascinated by this because uh, 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 celebrities can do things we can't. How has that played itself out in the cannabis space? Um, it doesn't boil down to how, how well your last uh, re recording did or how your show was doing. or um, And so that'll be an interesting talk. Uh, and then, we, then we're going to talk to Jesus Barola from The Possible Project. This is a California-based grower, a part of the smart agricultural revolution. And by that, this is bringing the most advanced agricultural growing uh, tech, techniques, equipment, and so on into the cannabis space. This is not necessarily a new thing, but it's certainly uh, gaining a, a lot of steam. And, and um, the Possible Project uh, grows cannabis mostly for other brands, for other, for other companies. Um, so that's part of that whole shift towards brand, 
how is that developing and what role uh, is California, because they're based in California, what role do, does Cali have um, versus what's happening in other states? So lots to talk about. Um, deep a dive again into, into this super um, important movement that we're seeing in cannabis away from some of the early practices as other players are starting to uh, notice it, but more than notice it, get, get involved. Uh, are they taking over? Um, well, that and much more. Uh, Dave Sky here with Matt Cook. Uh, and this is the business of And welcome to the business of cannabis. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Emery Morrison of Camp Nova. Uh, Emery's been in the marketing and influencer space for uh, many years, uh, now focusing on cannabis. And he definitely has a more interesting job than I do because he's the co-founder and chief marketing officer of Camp Nova, which is an online platform offering influencer and celebrity cannabis brands to the California market. So he's meeting some pretty cool people, I assume. We're talking uh, Tommy Chong and Santana and Gwyneth Paltrow, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, who I think has too much money, so I don't think I should mention him. Uh, Lil Kim's coming out with her own brand. It's a long list of A-listers. So let's chat about them and another A-lister in his own right. Emery Morrison, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. I appreciate you having me today. So let's jump into this idea, which is... Very cool. Uh, when did you get it and when did it launch? And tell us a bit about that. So the idea came from necessity in a sense is Cam Nova is Uber Eats meets Amazon meets Fashion Nova meets Weed Maps. Right. And one of the issues in the cannabis space is platforms and companies that have retail or brands or delivery controlling their own destiny. So when we got in the space, we saw that it was only dominated by a couple of platforms for you to do marketing on. So with that monopoly, we were like, okay, we got to come up with something and control our relationship with the customers. Because if you fall out with one platform that does all the marketing, you lose your customers. Sure, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be innovative. So we were actually working on a project, me and my partner, Marvin, on a phone project. It was a lifestyle phone project. It was basically the phone project of Camp Nova. And so I was thinking, I was like, hey, Marv, why don't we take this idea, move it over here and execute on it in this vertical? And that's where it first came, the word Camp Nova. I texted to him and one of my other partners and said, this is it. We control our own platform, not just this platform, but other platforms that we're building as well so that we can control that communication. Now, there was, this was two and a half, three years ago. Now it's become more important because as AT&T, as Sprint, as, as uh, Google, as Apple come out and they start restricting communication on third-party data, it becomes more important sure. that you control your relationship with your customer. So that's how yeah, it came. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, two and a half years ago sounds like a million years ago. <laughs> it's like another century. Ago, <laughs> what are you talking about? World, there was no two and a half years ago. No, no, it, it, it was... Uh, Especially you know, in cannabis. Yeah, yes. it's amazing. So let me jump to, okay, so it's such a cool concept to me. Um, how do you choose or how do you decide which celebrities you wish to represent, have on your platform? Do you involve yourself in issues of quality? Yes. I thought personal views of the celebrities might be, because it's not just the, the brand is the person on some level. Absolutely. So talk, yeah, how does that work? So, so first of all, as a company, and your business model is based on high profile celebrities, profile brands, you have to make sure that you follow your business model. So whether or not someone may have different views than you, if they're in a cannabis space and they're a high profile celebrity, they should be on the platform. There's a number of reasons why they won't be on the platform. Sometimes uh, some celebrities have exclusives with other companies for a while as they launch and that's okay, that's their business yeah. model. Um, and sometimes their teams are not strong um, and they're not aggressive with going out there, getting their brand out there as much as possible. And sometimes it's hard to communicate celebrities um, that we pick some, this is a great question because it goes in multiple angles. Some brands we handle from seed to sell. Oh, okay. Some, some brands, uh, their managers, their distributor or their partners will contact us and say, we need help over here in regards to helping us market, helping us go to, the region that you're delivering in, helping us go to master this business of cannabis. Sometimes people have access to money to do a deal with a celebrity, but they don't have the execution in their team to actually make it successful after they do the deal. So sometimes they come to us for that. That's one right. area right there. So there's a multiple ways of doing it. Sometimes it could be somebody's celebrity friend that we know personally, and they contact us and say, hey man, I'm looking at expanding this space. I've been using cannabis for years. I'm not afraid of it. Uh, how do we do a deal? And we handle that deal. Sometimes there's uh, companies like uh, entertainment management companies like Green Street, who represent multiple celebrities that come to us with the 2 Chain project. And we do a three-way deal for gas by 2 Chains with Green Street and Gary V. And we bring that to our direct-to-consumer platform. Then sometimes, as in the announcement with Little Kim, we partner with Superbad and Carlos Du and his team to start that brand from the beginning to the end in concept and working with the Queen Bee on delivering a high quality cannabis brand. So you have to be flexible and you got to just, you know, maneuver uh, the opportunities. Now, I don't want to pump your tires too much, but I'm loving this concept. I really am. Because as I'm hearing you talking, I'm, I'm thinking of all the marketing opportunities yes. that would be available to these people and to you, to you, to Camp Nova, that wouldn't be available to other people. Um, yes. So <laughs> talk about that. What are the, you know, and maybe that's a bit of visioning, like what, you know, in a year or two, well, what, where well, do you see it going? Because yeah. it could be tied into concerts and and touring and and events and 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 a whole series of things that that couldn't be for just a regular brand absolutely or, or so, a dispensary yeah, chain yeah i mean 
So there's a number of ways you can do this. One, you have your company in stores. Um, and sometimes celebrities just do an in-store and there's no pre-marketing and there's no post-marketing. What a Camp Nova allows you to do is pre-marketing with video and oh, audio. Awesome, totally. Yeah. And post-marketing of showing the experience to fans, not only in the markets you're selling, but other markets that are coming. Right. So they get to see that experience and know what to expect from there. That's one thing with an in-store. Also, you can pre-promote a brand because Camp Nova on each profile, like a Carlos Santana, you have a profile picture, you have a video page with multiple videos, you have an audio section, and then you'll have a call to action with products. So it's socializing the process of buying cannabis and you don't have to worry about your content being taken down or any of this stuff. And so it's all cannabis entertainment social commerce, lifestyle technology. So that's that's one piece there. And then there's multiple areas of just creating experiences through events, uh, through live feed. You know, we're building this whole platform as an experience and to let the customer see the experience with a call to action to purchase product. Yeah, and I assume your customer is a, a peep, like anyone, me. Yeah. Um, or other dispensaries or other businesses who would like to access this, I'm guessing? So, so, so let me give you the business model. Um, as we roll this out, it's a non-plant touching e-commerce platform in the cannabis space. What happens is the orders come in, customer goes on to whatever celebrity page or high profile cannabis brand and they buy, that order gets pushed over to one of our delivery partners or retail partners. And then they fulfill that transaction. So what this does is this drives business for our delivery partners and this drives business for physical retail when we do those partnerships as well. So that is a partner there, yes. And then you can tie that into the celebrity um, experience around that as well. Gotcha. So when I open up my chain of cannabis stores, I'm going to reach out to you. <laughs> I haven't started yet, but I'm okay. Yeah. yeah, when I do, when I have my thousand locations, uh, wow, I reach out and, and, and maybe represent some of these brands. And um, this is California only, right? I, I'm so we're currently in California, but it's interesting you asked that question. I literally am flying out to the East Coast in the morning and we're having strategic partnership meetings with folks from some of the legal states and some of the states that are coming on board right. in the next six months. This is moving so fast that it will be across not only the U.S., but across the world, depending on what type of product, because you could have a CBD right. product depending on the country where you could ship it into as well. Right. Okay. Totally. I'm guessing New York might be in your plans. New point. York is in the plans. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the news, what's going How on? How much of a market, York, though? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Currently, New York, you look at the news, there's people who have these mobile delivery services right now before they even go recreation. And it's just like, hey, uh, governmental people, get out our way and let us create some revenue and opportunities right now. That's what New York is doing. So obviously, we have to be in New York. Um, of your of the celebrities, and as a professional marketer, uh, take your hat, take your Camp Nova hat off, put on your professional marketing hat on. 
which of the celebrities kind of influencer brand do you see leading the charge right now, uh, doing the right things? Uh, why are they doing well? And, and maybe that tag on question, what can non-celebrity offerings learn from that? Learn from yeah. what they're doing well. Um, so I, I'll just say this. I don't know if that's an unfair question. No, no, it's not, it's not unfair. Um, celebrities uh, but I like to ask well. unfair questions. Yeah, listen, we're open for everything here. Non-celebrity and celebrities, uh, the celebs that are doing well are the ones that have baked in consumer bases. So I'll, I'll name three celebrities that sell on our platform. Ice Cube, Jerry Garcia, and Carlos Santana. All different customer bases, all selling products on our platform. And the common denominator is to that so far has been their established relationship and trust from the consumer on what they can deliver. All music based, but then all have cool merch, uh, cool lifestyle in their own lifestyle. A deadhead is different than someone who listened to NWA, right. you know, um, you know, someone who listens to Carlos Santana, those are different consumer bases, but they all support those celebrities. Then you have folks that I think will be successful, like Lil' Kim, who also has a baked-in celebrity base, but she's been groundbreaking on fashion, mm. on yeah. um, edgy lifestyle. Um, also, she's groundbreaking on you know, there's not that many women in this space. And she's leading the way as a woman-owned business, as a Black-owned business. And so she's leading the charge in that. And that's been really exciting with the response from the media about her project. Let's follow that. Uh, one, you make an interesting comment. There aren't many women in the, in the business, yeah. let alone celebrity women. So do you, do you have any thoughts about why that is? Because uh, it's not for I lack think, of money. Well, well, there's lack of opportunity for women, period, in, in, in all forms of corporate, uh, corporate business. If you look at uh, the numbers on technology and startups, women have a hard time accessing capital and opportunities. It is, let's be honest about this. It's the good old boy space. Even when it comes to, right. you know, Black and brown, it's the good old boy space. And you have to have access to capital, access to opportunities to be able to get the money and execute on your plan. And this goes across not just the cannabis space, but multiple verticals where there's lack of that opportunity. And I think it's, it's, it's moving in a positive direction, not fast enough, but it's at least got a little bit of glimpse of light that we can kind of squeeze through. We are talking to Emery Morrison of Camp Nova, uh, which is a online platform offering influencer celebrity uh, cannabis brands uh, now to the California market, but soon uh, across the world, <laughs> depending on, of course, uh, laws and little things like that. But um, let's talk about it. It's interesting that what's happened, what happened, uh, Cannabis is a microcosm, I guess, now for the larger issues facing America. Yes, yes. We're seeing it play out here, even among people who you think would be above it all. It's 
I don't know, it's, it's kind of interesting for me to hear, no, the same barriers to different disadvantaged communities are playing itself out, even at the celebrity level. Maybe yes. Camp Nova levels the playing field a little bit. Well, we definitely will not exclude anyone. Um, you know, uh, some of the numbers that we've seen is it's better in cannabis than it is in other spaces and other verticals, but it's still challenging. Um, we're open-minded at Camp Nova. Um, and in regards to opportunities, this is, a, this is a challenge when it comes into even hiring qualified people in a sense of sometimes you're excluded. When you find good people, you should not look at their race or their name. You should give everybody the right opportunity. It is your job as a leader of a company to bring in the best people for your company to succeed. But it is our job as human beings to never exclude anyone. Sure. and give everyone a, a, a true opportunity. And that's, that's kind of like where we are and where we should be. Now, it's not always like that. Sure. You know, throughout history that's cool. of, yeah, of the yeah. United States. No, it's, I mean, it's interesting, you know, at that level, you think, okay, does it play it out? It's interesting to hear, yeah, it totally plays out. And, you know, yeah. obviously it's a journey and there's more. Um, let me, uh, let me, uh, keep on this, you know, because I don't often get a, a chance to talk to someone with your experience uh, okay. in, in this area. What mistakes do you see these people making, the celebrity brands or people even with a baked in, you know, because that's amazing to have that, but what mistakes do they make? And I think non, any, anyone in this business could learn from that as well. So what do you see people not doing well as opposed to what I, I they think, are doing well. <laughs> okay, okay, so so <laughs> when it comes to celebrity brands, I think the celebrity mistakes usually come from not having the proper management involved. Um, also, putting the wrong people to make business decisions or a communication point for you as a celebrity. You have to make sure that your brand is protected and you build your team correctly with qualified people that can help you execute on your businesses that you want to be involved in. And I think celebrities, sometimes as they say in the street, are just worried about getting the bag up front and not executing. Because you could have a company that's an MSO say, we're going to sign this big celebrity and they give that celebrity, you know, a couple hundred grand or half a million dollars to do a deal, but then that MSO does not know how to operate with a celebrity. You gotta have a team that understands the language and the lifestyle to be able to operate, to get the execution correctly so that that product gets into the stores and then to the consumer. That's the mistake that they can make. And this happens in other verticals as well, but this happens in cannabis a lot. You'll see, just like in any businesses, some celebs, that are aggressive. I'll give you an example. Sure. I, Ice Cube, um, we've never spoken to Ice Cube personally himself, but we've probably done more marketing. Well, I, I speak to him every day. So if you want me yeah. to set you up, I'll-, I'll Let's I'll get Cube that. on the phone. Uh, <laughs> um, but we've, we've seen his aggressiveness in marketing and executing for his Friday Kush brand. So what that tells you is he's on point, his team's on point when they see a company pushing their product and they all pitch in to market it and point to a direction of where it's sold. 
just saying, hey, I got a good product. They got a great platform. Let's market together. We don't need to go do some crazy conversation. Let's all execute and fulfill what we're here to do. That's a great example of communication of how it's done. And then there's some celebs who just got the money in, their name is on the jar or bag and they've disappeared. Right, they just assume yeah. that's, I, I've done it and now I move on. Yeah. Well, you know, Ice Cube's a good example because he's obviously a very shrewd man. And he's, ex- yeah. he's illustrated that over uh, a long career. Yeah. Um, and I would assume like anything, just because you can, I don't know, sing or dance or whatever your celebrity or be an influencer or be, doesn't mean you, you can be a successful business person. No, no, not, not at all, because sometimes they don't know how to take what they are as success, which is an anomaly, and convert that over to integrating with products for success. Mm. Um, I, I will want to uh, tackle one, t- one subject as well, is there's a lot of interesting micro-influencers. You can have an influencer that's based out of Fresno, California, that can have more, more of an effect than a Kardashian, if you recognize that influencer f- from that region. And in the cannabis space, what people need to understand is in California, it's regional. A product that sells well in San Jose and Silicon Valley may not sell as well in Stockton or Sacramento, but there could be a micro celebrity in that area that controls a base of you know, 30, 40,000 people that's as powerful or more powerful than a super successful worldwide celebrity. So like with us at Cam Nova, we're also striking some partnerships with micro influencers in regional areas. That is very insightful because on this show, uh, we're, it's a major uh, issue is brand versus um, say brick and mortar, dispensary. What's important? Yeah. What's the most important thing? And right now it's still, dispensary dominated to some extent brand is becoming more important but we're also talking to a lot of very well positioned local players um and are we in an industry what's going to be dominated by three people like beer in what in in some at some point or is there something about cannabis that will prevent that from happening and if i were a small player those are interesting words. Like you should totally tap into that. No, Jay Z's not going to represent you, you know. But if you have three dispensaries in a town, why not focus, micro focus, and build that loyalty that can't be broken by Jay Z? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And by the way, Camp Nova will execute on that. Um, we can talk to that local, you know, celebrity and facilitate that relationship. Um, and so that will work. I think one of the things is you 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 just hit on a subject of will will it become three people? Right now, to be honest, we don't know because the access to capital and the taxes tagged onto this and the slow moving <laughs> local governments mm. will cause you to go bankrupt. So the whole the only people that can actually weather this a lot of times are people with deep pockets. Right. It becomes a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy if, if things don't change. And you're right. That's a wait and see. 
and, and yeah. maybe there's something about cannabis itself. So many interesting, uh, uh, so many, it's an interesting topic and I'd love to talk more. We're unfortunately out of time, <laughs> but we're yeah. going to have you back because I have about a, a thousand more questions. Um, and I want to thank Emery uh, Morrison uh, uh, from Camp Nova. Thank uh, you. I appreciate and, you having me. Well, this is great. And uh, we will be uh, right back with, uh, with more on the business of cannabis. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services. Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. And welcome back to the business of cannabis. Dave Sky here with Matt Cook. And um, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, uh, we are constantly fascinated by the backgrounds of our guests. And uh, Jesus Barola, CEO of Possible Project, I think fits that bill. Uh, so I'll just have to say it again, uh, because Jesus has an interesting background. He spent some 15 years in the roofing supply business until uh, June of 2020, and around in the midst of it, he decides um, to get into the space uh, formally. Um, with Possible Project, which was initially founded in 2017. Uh, Possible Project is a licensed cultivator, producer, distributor of cannabis in California. So um, I won't make the obvious uh, pun about it being possible. Um, and Jesus is living because I'm above that, but I guess you are. And so <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome. So um, give, give us, let's start with, give us an overview of the possible project and what you guys wrote. Yeah, so we're a grower co-packager based out of Salinas, California, like you said, founded in December 17. So our mission is to offer solutions for from everything from genetics to finished product for brands. So that, that really allows the brands to focus on acquiring customers, growing the brand, and not necessarily on sourcing flour and dealing with supply chain, which is uh, unfortunately where a lot of brands end up having to spend a lot of time that are not vertically integrated. So we we are an important cog uh, in the supply chain to try to get brands into market quickly and effectively. Yeah, that was intriguing to me, this concept of instantly uh, saying, hey, let us take this off your hand. A self and, and in most industries, I guess that it's pretty typical, you know. Well, it's, a, a it's outsourcing. It's outsourcing, right. right? Stick to your knitting and and outsource what you you know don't do well. But in, yeah. in cannabis, uh, vertically integrated is a big is a thing, and it's a it, it's a it's a mantra almost for some people. Uh, but it's not very typical that a company will do everything themselves, from manufacturer to distribution to sale. Yet in cannabis, it's not atypical. Take us through some of your thinking as to why you're well-positioned uh, versus uh, the other players. Yeah, so you're right. There is this uh, competing view of vertically integrated versus not vertically integrated. Um, really, what, what I find is for the companies looking to become vertically integrated, it's, it's launching five businesses at the same time. It's hard enough being a gold cultivator as well as 
you know, being a very powerful brand, very being a very good co-packager. I mean, those are all being very good at genetics, being very good at distribution. Those are all very hard business in itself. And so when you look at traditional business, that's really not the model. It's not like Coca-Cola goes out and says, hey, we want to we want to make uh, soda. Let's start investing in sugar cane fields and uh, corn syrup fields. You know, they, yeah. they but don't they don't give them the idea because they yeah. <laughs> don't probably do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, same, you know, Budweiser, et cetera. They don't go out and say we're going to plant a bunch of barley. Uh, so so our concept here is that our team has a very long background in traditional agriculture, specifically in a greenhouse setting. And mm-hmm. bringing kind of latest technology on ag, uh, uh, you know, and supplying big contracts. Uh, so our founder comes from uh, organic greenhouse tomatoes. He supplies a lot of the large uh, chains like Whole Foods and Costco, et cetera. And he knows, you know, th- those companies certainly have the capital to do it, but they understand what they're good at and what where they bring value. And it's not in cultivation. And uh, at the same side, we we feel like we bring a lot of value in cultivation with with the know-how that we have, the infrastructure and, and our design. So uh, that's where we're really looking to focus. That's great. I mean, you know, yeah, and I, I agree. Some people just don't know to stick to what they're good at. Um, <laughs> and that's a challenge. You guys have grown a lot and come a long way in a, in a relatively short period of time. You know, what we're... Or, not some, but maybe what what was your biggest challenge getting to where you are today? I mean, I think there's two very large challenges in, in cannabis that probably companies would echo. One would be being in a very uncertain regulatory uh, situation and, and how fast regulation changes to one side of the pendulum and another and mm-hmm. having to react very quickly to that. So you've got to be very nimble. Um that that also comes with huge time delays. So, you know, something that is doesn't take a lot of headaches in traditional business, whether it be banking or whether it be, you know, getting a construction permit in cannabis, that can take years. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've been designing a state-of-the-art greenhouse project and it's, you know, two years in the making, getting it, uh, getting it pushed through the county and going through all the approval processes. We, we get analyzed to the level that you know almost no other business does so that is a very big challenge and i think the second one is capital so uh you mentioned vertically integrated that that, that's another one of the challenges all those businesses take capital to launch and we're in a industry that doesn't have access to traditional financing and so how to capitalize the business and, and what's the strategy behind that is also an important part of it can I right. jump first to the first one? Like, give me an example of the regulatory environment and how it changed and then how it forced you to change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is even today we're we're launching construction. There's things like CEQA, which uh, have to do with environmental and we're going to have to be compliant with CEQA regulation and odor mitigation rules. And the rules are not even crafted. So they will, Yeah. I, I mean, we're, right. you know, we're You're jumping off the cliff and building the airplane on the way down while you landed. Absolutely. So we're building, yeah. you know, we're spending uh, tens of millions of dollars to build this greenhouse with, you know, as of right now, unfinished odor mitigation rules. So when those come, and it could be next month, it could be two years from now, 
we're going to have to adjust on the fly and make sure that our project right. is compliant with those right. rules. So, hope right. Yeah. So uh, you're trying to stay ahead of it. You never want to be trying to make adjustments after the fact. So a lot of what we're doing is, is trying to take into consideration what are the regulation that we feel is coming down the pipe and what will be sufficient to stay ahead of it. You guys only grow indoors? Is like everything so, in greenhouse? Everything is in a greenhouse. So it's a greenhouse with supplemental light, supplemental CO2. Um, so it is a controlled environment. So so you could, do you grow to, to uh, uh, like, okay, so Matt and I have decided to start our, our own brand and maybe we will, because now I know I can just call you up. But exactly. do you, grow, uh, take me through that process of uh, would you grow something to my specs, to my desire of, of what I want? Or is it here's the three pipes at whatever we, we grow and this is when it's happening? And how, take me through that. So we become as involved uh, with a brand and their SKU as they want to be. So uh, right now we contract for about 15 large brands in the state of California, anywhere from premium brands to value brands and uh, anywhere from... Um, uh, you know, very high end to, to value products. What we, what we do is when we sit down with a brand, we, we figure out, you know, do you want a genetic plant or do you just want us to grow and pick out of what we grow? Some brands say, Hey, you know what? You pick them. You're the grower. I'll come at the, at the backside and pick what I like. So, some brands say, no, we know very upfront that we want to put these five strains into market and maybe they're proprietary strains. Maybe they're not. And so, the, the planning process actually starts six months ahead of time. So there's brands that might even give us a mandate of, I want this strain and it's hard to get. And can you go and source it for me? And we're tapping breeder networks to try to get that strain or their brands that say, you know what? I really want to create a, you know, a, a mix between these two strains. And we go out and set out to do breeding projects uh, with breeder partners to, to bring those strains to life. From that point on, we're, we're uh, kind of helping them to create the SKUs, the SOPs. Some brands have them, you know, ready and have been doing it for a long time. Some brands are just getting started and say, hey, can you help me with packaging? Can you help me come up with an SOP? Uh, some brands already have distribution figured out. Some of them are asking for our help and say, hey, can you steer me in the right direction to set up the rest of my supply chain? So it really is brand to brand. We're kind of trying to meet them where, where they're at. Um, and then the nice thing is that as a licensed operator, we have kind of created this path to asset like brands that don't necessarily hold the license. So let's just say you and Matt want to launch a brand tomorrow. You don't have to go through the long process of getting a license. You can work through, through me as a, you know, licensed cultivator and distributor manufacturer, yeah. uh, you know, and, and get it to a licensed retail shop with, without having to necessarily be flower touching, but but really focusing on what you're good at, which is building. Matt, right. get ready. Uh, I was going to say, our logo, get our logo ready. Like, I'll get the I, logo and the marketing ready to go. Okay, and I'm going to get yeah. the packaging, and it's uh, going to be my face, obviously. But yeah, uh, so that's ahead of time. Uh, we are talking to Jesus Barola, uh, CEO of the Possible Project, uh, a producer. Uh, a grower in, um, in, in California uh, with a unique uh, idea of, uh, well, if you want to white label your brand, um, uh, they will, I, 
sounds like do whatever you want <laughs> and create it's so fascinating like the, the product development that's potential for for the industry it's almost as if it's starting because uh, uh, we always wrestle with where is the industry now fully matured mature a bit immature but it sounds like on this level there's so much opportunity for anyone to come to you and say here's what i'm looking to create wow that's hard create it for me and i'll do what i'm good at which is maybe sales marketing growing dispensaries franchising whatever it is exactly yeah, yeah and i think got, yeah yeah for someone like uh, dave and i <clears throat> we didn't we wouldn't know what the hell we were doing in terms of growing uh so we come to you uh other companies um, you know, they want to, I, I, I feel like companies want to control everything kind of soup to nuts and it's not necessarily the best thing for them. Um, you know, so the question really becomes, and this is a bit of a $64,000 question is who do you think will win out? Is there room in the market for both? Um, or do you think the vertically integrated companies or the outsourcing companies are, are going to win at the end of the day, or do you think it matters? I think it's whoever, uh, I think brands do win. And I think you can be vertically integrated and have a very weak brand. And I right. think you can be, you can be asset light and have a very strong brand. So yep. I think whoever connects with the consumer and can actually fill a void of what, what the consumer is asking for is who will win. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's uh, necessarily one or the other. I think there's room for both. And at this point, like this idea that at the end of the day, it's who connects with the customer. And that might be at the local dispensary level. You might have mm -hmm. a thing going on or it might be a chain of brick and mortar. Uh, and you can't dislodge that. I don't care who your brand is. At the same time, there's going to be national brands. There's going to be local brands that you can't dislodge. Because mm -hmm. it's it's it resonates, um, absolutely. Uh, maybe you can't answer this question because it's top secret. But I'm going to ask ask it anyway. Are are you guys thinking of, with with all your expertise? Are you thinking of doing your own of creating your own brand? Yeah. So we've uh, we've been focused strictly on B two B up until this point, and really that 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 has been the thesis behind the business, but. The more and more that we've talked to our brand partners and distributions, and uh, as somebody that is is a consumer and is you know Latino, what we do feel is that there is a huge hole. Uh, I mean, Los Angeles is the largest uh, Hispanic community in the United States, mm -hmm. and today we don't see any brands really speaking to that consumer base. Uh, we are a Latino owned and operated business and feel like there's really nobody in the shelf that, that is speaking to us. And mm -hmm. uh, I think we do have a authentic way to bring that to market. Um, I think, I think that brand doesn't exist today because there's not really a lot of Latino owned and operated businesses in the cannabis right. space. We just happen to be one of them. And, and, uh, and so we do see it going into this year, us uh, trying to fill that gap. Do you see that, this is interesting to me, uh, that the lack of representation makes it harder for you to sell your brand? Do you see it percolating all the way down to the, to the retail side? Yeah, I, I do see it going down uh, all the way. Uh, I mean, 
the Hispanic community is is big. You look at liquor, you look at beer, and you have brands like Jose Cuervo, Corona, Dos Equis, et cetera. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, five of the top 30 beer brands are Hispanic focused. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't see why that should be any different in cannabis. Fair enough. Yeah, no, interesting. And certainly opportunistic. Well, you know, it sounds like in a year or two, you might be having a different business, but might be a different conversation. <laughs> You'll be saying, no. no, no, not white label. It's brand. No, <laughs> it's no. brand. No. That idiot. <laughs> no. And, and, and honestly, we've, uh, that's the part that we struggled because we wanted to stay very true to our ethos. So we didn't start that way. And, and in actuality, we, we're partnering uh, with some of our brand partners that understand that part uh, and are better at marketing, are better at sales. So uh, we are leaning onto our partners to help us with that process, uh, which we feel is is ultimately a win-win for for both sides of the partnership. Hey, you're allowed to be opportunistic and see uh, and see business opportunity. Every, everyone else is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, we have been uh, chatting with Jesus Barola, CEO of Possible Project. Um, and this is who Matt and I are going to call when we start our uh, Matt and Dave's. Uh, Matt and Dave's. Matt Dave's but we'll have to come up with a better name than that it, then. I don't know that we will, but certainly get started on that logo. That's the thing that's holding us up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's holding us up. Um, well, Jesus, it, it's been great to have you, um, you know, wish you a lot of success. I, I think, you know, you're, you're on the right path and uh, we'd love to catch up with you in maybe six months or so uh, to see where you guys are at. Absolutely. would love to chat. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Um, and we will be right back. Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. So welcome back to the Business of Cannabis, here with Matt Cook, I'm Dave Skye, and we have enjoyed a couple of conversations, uh, one with Emery Morrison of Camp Nova, and uh, Jesus Perola, Possible Project. Um, I love connecting a theme uh, between guests, but this one is so obvious to me. You've got uh, uh, two ideas, concepts, mm-hmm. focusing on brand. Right. And, and moving in that direction. So let's take what each in turn and then we can try to maybe get our heads around what's going on with this industry and who's right and, and who's wrong. Or is everyone right or is everyone wrong? And someone else's. Uh, Emery Morrison, Camp Nova, a celebrity platform for mm-hmm. cannabis uh, brands. What was your take on that? Well, I think um, there's so many celebrities that are looking to monetize their fame in in different ways. I mean, you look at um, people like Mike Tyson and Jay-Z and, you know, Tommy Chong, Snoop Dogg, they're all, um, you know, in the space now. And, 
you know, some people like, you know, Mike Tyson, he says that cannabis has really helped him, um, you know, kind of his post fight career. Whereas I think other people are motivated just by capitalizing on the growth of the industry. And I think that brand has to be tied to um, how people already perceive you. I don't think uh, someone like Celine Dion could come in with a cannabis brand and, and have the same success. I might actually, wait, I might try it once. <laughs> I might Where, try it once. Whereas I think, right. um, obviously, yeah. Snoop Dogg would be the exact opposite of that. He's yeah. been, you know, promoting it um, since he started his career in the early 90s. So right. you know, I think that the concept of, you know, monetizing uh, your your existing brand in a different industry, you it really has to be connected to cannabis in some way. Um, I'm wondering, like in fashion, so obviously in other industries, any sort of hawking of products, um, celebrity using a celebrity is very effective, time honored tradition. Right. Uh, this is a little different. This is like this is, and and are people going to resonate? It's one thing to say I resonate with this line of fashion or this perfume line because you are a beautiful person on some level or I relate to your image. And the cannabis is quite, is a little, there aren't very, well, saying, there aren't very many people who are gonna have that kind of image. No. And what is that image even? Does it, it has to be bad boy, it has to be tough guy, or it, it has to be edgy, or can it, why can't it be Celine Dion? Why can't it be wholesome? Right. Justin Bieber. Beeps, you're gonna get that. You're gonna buy the Beeps line of well, he he does he does mention he gets his weed from California in one of his latest songs. So okay. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> maybe that's why he mentioned it. He's a big yeah, exactly. He's a, he's laying the groundwork. A, a new brand. But I mean, yeah, you bring up fashion. I mean, you look at um, you know, the Kardashians have capitalized enormously based on um you know, makeup lines and fashion lines. And they started out with a single retail store. And now they're worth a billion dollars um, because it matched, the brand matched kind of the image, right? Right. Um, same with, you know, you look at <clears throat> singers, they're, part of their image is, is fashion. And so I think, um, you know, some actors and, um, you know, singers, I, I think it lends a lot a little bit better to them than it does to people that have a, I don't know, I don't want to say a squeaky clean image because that really shouldn't have anything to do with it. But um, I think the brand is going to resonate with people that already follow those types of people. Yeah. Are athletes going to start getting into it? And well, famous? certain leagues, certain leagues have already kind of approved, um, you know, uh, recreational use or medicinal use. <clears throat> so you'll start right. to see that more and more. Um, a lot of the, you know, NBA players, for example, a few years ago, they were, or NFL players were afraid to, to say anything about it. Right. Well, they'd be suspended. Exactly. Yeah. They, they didn't want to get suspended. So, but I think you'll start to see that more and more, um, you know, as we get, you know, further into this industry. Yeah. I think, and then, and then, Jesus Parola and the Possible Project. I think it it's sort of related in this idea it's that it's very related. Yeah, it's all about can you create a brand of cannabis that people resonate, and that's where you should be putting your energy. Don't worry about the, so cannabis as commodity. 
And it's really about, I'm Jay-Z, use Mike. Oh no, I'm, I'm Mike Tyson, or I'm uh, Celine Dion, <laughs> or well, I'm Biebs. And, and it isn't really the cannabis itself because we're just enjoying, it's more about what it represents and how it, I think it feels, what I relate to. Well, bringing it back to, you know, look at uh, Kylie Jenner, for example, her makeup palette sold, you know, a half a billion dollars worth in, in the first six months or something like that. You know, here, hold on, let me jump in. This is what this is. And it just came to me. The difference between a lot of these things is I'm wearing the brand. I'm living it. Cannabis, I don't know if it's quite the same. That it, I'm well, it's, go not, in. it's not there yet. It will be. Well, I'm going to, oh, I want Jay-Z. Oh, so I go into a dispensary. I buy, all right, I order it online. And now I have Jay-Z's, you know, whatever his brand. Well, so, guess, so what? How do I, I'm not wearing it. When I go out, they're going to go, oh, you must be, uh, you must have used Jay-Z's, uh, whatever. And it's not true. So it's not so easy. It's not like alcohol even where I can drink it in, in, in you know, where there's George Clooney's uh, uh, tequila yeah. or, yeah. you know, so I guess where I, was, challenge. where I was going with that is it's not like Kylie Jenner was toiling in the background, mixing different chemicals to come up with the makeup. No, Kylie was, Kylie. <laughs> you know, you don't know um, Kylie. Just I know like, Kylie. just like, I'm sure um, a lot of these, you know, famous people that are getting into it, they're, they're not cultivating it. They're not, you know, picking the buds and no, you're you're so right, and that's why I thought uh, Barola they're into something. Like, I mean, he's not the only one, but they're definitely on something. It's for those of people who have, are betting on it's about brand. Yeah, um, that's that's just a perfect way to do it um, without having to you know enter into some vast supply chain in China, and you know it's right there. The, yeah. the opposite just, is I don't. I'm not. I, I'm still like. Wow, we're so early days, and is brand really going? Are people really going to resonate with a brand of cannabis on that level? Because it's a personality as opposed to the personality of the the brand itself, which would be uh, this particular bud that has this particular experience, and yeah. people might resonate with that. Well, and there's a there's an example of uh, of someone that you know try to use their celebrity um, that I won't mention. And, um, you know, got a white label solution and he was selling a lifestyle and, um, it crashed and burned. Hmm. Um, right. And I think there's going to be a lot of crashing and burning a hundred percent for, for the, on the camp Nova site. And there'll be some big winners. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it will be, like you said, it's who's authentic. Um, well, and, I and, and then the his Barillas will be more. Um, market forces. Yeah. Like I would say, you know, um, people like Tommy Chong and, and Snoop and, and people like that. I, I think, you know, people, um, will look at them as authentic. Some of the other people who, who I think, and especially the younger generation, they see through that stuff, um, right. pretty quickly. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, and they will basically abandon a brand and, and word can travel very fast these days. It is an interesting industry. Indeed. Uh, we have, um, talked to Emery, uh, Morrison, Camp Nova, Jesus, Barola, the possible project. Um, as always, uh, we've run out of time. And as always, I want to, uh, uh, a shout out to our sponsors, Cash Tech Currency, 
for all your cash management needs at www.cashtechcurrency.com. So uh, thank you, Cashtech. Uh, thank you, Matt Cook, as always. Thank you, Dave. For riding along. Um, and, and next week, we'll, uh, it'll be more uh, discussing uh, uh, deep dives into different aspects of, of this industry. Uh, uh, for now, uh, take care. And this is the business of cannabis. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. Listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.